Welcome to the AHC podcast. Join us in conversation with experts, thought leaders and colourful characters in the hairdressing industry and beyond. We'll be discussing stories and ideas to inspire, educate and entertain you and most importantly, to help grow your business. If you'd like to listen to more AHC podcasts, you can find them on Spotify or Apple under the Australian Hairdressing Council. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi everyone, it's Sandy Chong here from the Australian Hairdressing Council and I have with me Ashley Bailey who is from Social Coach. Now she's got 11 years experience in social media and what's really amazing is that she just really understands the time and resources that it takes to do your social media and so I'm going to hand over to Ashley. She's got incredible tips Um, and so welcome Ashley. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me Sandy. I'm going to leave it to you because we've already had a little chat and you've got some great information that I know that everyone listening will want to hear. So I'm going to hand over to you to just, um, you know, give some tips, definitely tell us all about yourself, but give us some tips about what is best and, you know, what's not good, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to leave it all to you to talk about social media. Thanks. Thank you, Sandy. And thank you for having me, members. Um, So yes, my name's Ashley Bailey, and I'm a social media coach for hairdressers. So I've been doing social media for over 11 years now. So I had one of probably the first ever social media jobs back, you know, 11 years ago. So way before there was Instagram stories, before there was ads, before there was reels and videos. So I've really kind of gone along the journey of social media and um, being able to have a pretty extensive experience in managing social media accounts and strategies for some quite big brands. So I've worked for the fashion industry, the retail industry, and then for the last five years, specifically in the hair industry. So I worked for Hair Care Australia for five years running their social media accounts, and I manage LACME Colour, Olaplex, Cloud9, Evo, you name it. And that's really given me an amazing skill set when it comes to what works on social in the hair industry. And that was really when I fell in love with educating hairdressers because I do believe you guys are fantastic content creators. You're very natively great at doing social media. You're creative, visual people. So um, I really saw a gap in where I can help you guys, you know, elevate your socials even further and give you, you know, real realistic education that will allow you to reach new clients, um, attract better clients, and um, give you tools that you can do this yourself. I'm not here to overwhelm you with um, spending way too much money and not finding return. I'm not here to manage your accounts because I do believe you, you, you as the owner of the business and the stylist and the creator of hair are the ones that are best at managing your own social media. So I'm just here to take that pressure off you and give you resources and tips and education to make you be able to do that easier. Because let's face it, it's pretty incredible that as hairdressers, you do this marketing for your business all on top of working in the, on the salon floor five days a week, six days a week. So um, it is, you know, the fact that you guys are great at that, I do um, really want to reiterate that you're already amazing at social media. It's just we can um, amplify and do even better with um, my experience and wealth of knowledge and tips I want to share with you. So one thing I did want to, I guess, a story I wanted to tell you guys about to try and explain to you you know, why social media is important. Because I can understand how sometimes it can feel overwhelming and feel like, oh, is it really worth it? Do we really need to play in this space? 
And working, I guess, for um, hair brands and running their social media, one in particular, I ran Lacme Colors um, Instagram account. So one day we got a message from a consumer. So not a hairdresser, just a, an average person who saw the colors that we were sharing on Lacme. And she um, direct messaged the account, the brand, and asked, I'm, I'm loving Lacme, um, the colors that you're creating with Lacme. Can you recommend a salon that uses Lacme near her suburb? So we replied and we gave her the stockers of Lacme in that area. And she replied to um, Lacme and said, thanks for that. I'm looking at their Instagram and I'm not loving the content they're sharing. Is there someone else? So, you know, when I got that message, I was, you know, a bit heartbroken for that salon. And, um, you know, but it did really reassure me that your your Instagram is your shop front for, you know, your generations who are maybe, you know, 35 and under. That This is their reference check, you know, and there's argument to say now that it's not just, they're not just checking, you know, that your hair, the colour and the work is good. They want to see your salon space and they want to see your staff. They want to know who's going to be touching, you know, their head. We're offering a very intimate experience and, you know, customers are spending a lot of money. When you're spending $300 plus on, you know, on, on investment of your hair, you need to do that research to decide where you're going to go. And Instagram is the place where people of, of that age category do that research. And if they look at your Instagram grid and can't find what they're looking for or don't be re- reassured, they feel concerned, that's where you lose them. So there's some very simple things we can look at in terms of your profile to make sure you're showing up to those customers who are doing that research but we're also making sure that they're not looking at what they're seeing and judging too quickly and assuming, you know, your work isn't um, um, warrant for their money. Because I know your everyone's work is incredible. It's how do we just showcase that even better on your channels? So first up, so I like to break this down, I guess, as five, you know, simple tips you can do for your Instagram profile. They're going to help attract that customer and not um, steer them away. So first up, one thing I notice a lot is lots of salons don't actually put their location in the name of their, not their handle, but the name of their profile. So your handle is where you've got at, mine is at social coach Ash. So that's fine to keep as that, but then your name underneath your little profile, your picture and your handle You'll have your name, which is, uh, it's a bolder font. So it's a black bold font. That's what we'd call your name. In that, if you press edit profile, you can edit that to add your location. So whether, and think about what catchment you'd want to have for that. So it could just be your suburb or you could go bigger. You could do, um, you know, the council area or you could say a coastline area. But whatever, you know, is your catchment of customers that you want, you need to put in Sydney, Brisbane, or um, your suburb, you could put both in if you really want, in that name, because this actually makes your account searchable on Instagram. So a lot of people now, when they're doing their research, will use Instagram like a search tool. So we don't tend to go to Google to search for visual creative products. We go to somewhere where we can visually see it, which is Instagram. So inside Instagram, it has its own search bar. Um, You'll find this if you just tap on the um, little explore button right at the bottom and it takes you to the explore page. And on there, there's a search bar right at the top. It just looks like a Google kind of search bar. 
but people do type in search words in there. So this is where you would want, you know, this is why we'd want to say um, your salons in Sydney. You want to say because people would be typing in Sydney hair and you want to come up as an option. So I definitely passionately believe you are better spending your money and resources in optimizing your Instagram for that over Google. People, younger people, do not Google best hair near me. They Google best, um, best plumber near me. They Google like simple services, visual, creative, artistic services or furniture or weddings. They're not Googling best wedding photographer on Google because people just pay to get ranked up high. Whereas when it if, if you have good content and you've done all these optimizations, that's how you come up to these people. So that's my first tip, um, just working on your name and editing your name to make sure you've got that location in there. Um, the next thing is to, I guess, I, I think we can sometimes think we we should share all of our work on Instagram. And the truth is we actually want to niche down a little on Instagram, especially I hear so often people don't want to do certain type of work. So don't post that type of work. And at the same time, if there's I get, you know, when it comes to like blondes, if someone's looking for a blonde specialist, they don't want to come across your account and see a very jarring non-blonde hair, do they? Because that's not going to reassure you that they're a blonde specialist. So what if you do have a specialty, you it's really important to stick to that in your content. If you don't have a specialty, you don't have to do that, but it is a really great growing strategy and a great way to keep getting that kind of work that you do want to do. Um, I'd still put some boundaries on, you know, if you don't want to be completely blonde, have maybe four, you know, four specialties and stick to those um, specialties, whether it's extensions, blondes, but, um, brunettes, and maybe um, cutting or cutting specialists or something like that. You can definitely um, incorporate that, but then just stick to them. If you're just going to do those, I don't want to also see um, curly girl content randomly here and there or um, um Gray, gray hair here and there. I want to see, you do want to see those specific niches that you've decided on. I also see a lot of, another mistake number three that I see a lot is people put their phone number in their bio description. There's no point putting this in because people can't tap on it. If you've set your Instagram up correctly, you will have like a book now or a call button. And that's where someone will tap to action to to book in or to to speak to you. Writing it in your bio is what I'd say is dead space. It's making your bio look longer and it's not an actionable thing. So I would take that out and it makes your bio nice and short and clearer. It's kind of adding to a bit of um, confusion if you put in information like that that doesn't actually serve a purpose. Um, And number four, there's a new feature on Instagram where you can pin posts. So pin posts are basically where it doesn't matter when you posted the post, but if you you go back and you can go back into your feed and choose anything you've posted previously, and you can select, you press edit and you choose to pin it to your profile, which means it will go right at the top of your grid, your Instagram grid, and sit at the top and stay there. So obviously, if we're thinking about a new person coming to your account, it's so crucial that they have some pieces of content right at the top of your feed that speak to them as as if they're, you know, it's their first time at the salon. So my three recommendations of what to pin, because you can pin three posts, you can pin three posts right at the top and they'll stay there. 
my recommendation is to always um, pin your best hair, your most proudest, most highest engaging hair, or it could be a montage of your best hair. If you don't want to just do one, it could be a video flipping through or a carousel flipping through of your best work, your best portfolio. You want people to see straight away that and go, yes, that's gorgeous hair. I would love that hair. So that's your first, that's one of your pins. Your second pin should be a salon tour. So like I was talking about before, we do our research on Instagram and it's not just about backs of heads anymore. It's about showing the experience you have in the salon and building that connection and relationship with um, potential clients. And you do that by showing them the space. That allows them to feel like they know what they're in for. They know where they'll be sitting. They'll know where they'll see these little lovely um, details, whether it's, oh, I, I can get a coffee. They do co- coffees. Or, oh, I could get a cocktail. They do cocktails. That You're seeing the things that, how, you know, the touch and feel of what it will be like when you're there. And that makes you feel, as a consumer, that makes them feel more trusted and um, um, knowledgeable about what, what they, their experience is going to be. So a salon tour, if anyone wants any more information on how to create a, a piece of content like that, just reach out to me on Instagram. I do a lot of these salon tour videos for my um, clients. And the great thing is a salon tour is the perfect thing to advertise. If people are interested in advertising, that's a whole nother um, thing to I can educate on. Um, but it does, it is a fantastic thing organically to have pinned to your profile, but also to use to advertise to new clients as well. But, you know, the tour is is a video showing your space and the experience in a nutshell. And then the third thing I'd post as your pinned post is your, your staff and you. So whether you're um, independent or a salon owner with multiple staff, again, building that trust, building that experience, we want to see the faces and the people behind who are doing your hair. And I know this sometimes feels can feel uncomfortable about showing yourself in content, but I guarantee you this is what's convert, converting on social media. This is what is building following followers, building culture, and also attracting more, more ideal staff that you want to work with you. They, you know, we can flip this. This conversation is all around attracting ideal clients. But all these things that I've I've been talking about are so relevant to finding younger new staff as well. They want to see that stuff. They want to feel like they're a part of a, a, um, a salon that has culture, has a nice space, does nice hair. So it's not just your clients that are, or potential new clients that are looking at this stuff, it's potential new employees. So it's a great way to make sure that when they what they come across, they like it and they t- take that step to go, hey, I'd be interested in your position that you've got advertised. And then the third, sorry, third, the fifth and final recommendation for your profile grid is around your actual profile picture. So this is the just the little the circle that comes up as your profile picture. So if it's a salon, I this is a, a kind of controversial opinion, but I believe you've got more chance of standing out and converting if, if your salon picture is more so a picture of the salon owner or the salon space. So right now on Instagram, most hairdressers have their logo. And if I search Sydney Salon, I will see about 30 hairdressers all with the same um, variation of blush pink logo with tiny little writing, you're not standing out. Everyone's doing the exact same thing. 
So if someone, how how do you attract someone just by that little tiny um, profile picture and your name? And I guarantee if you've got a, a brighter, more interesting little profile picture, it's going to showcase and stand out a lot better than just another color beige blush pink. Um, even resize. And a lot of the time you can't even read you know, the name of the salon because it's a very, very, it comes up very, very small in comments, um, in the search function. So you worked, any type of words are very hard to read. So um, again, if you want some more uh, tips on what type of picture you would put in there, I'm more than happy to um, work with you on some recommendations around that. And if you're a pro, your account, your account is a, a individual hairstylist, because I know a lot of salons now, we have a salon account and then individual stylist accounts, which is a fantastic strategy. But again, those profile pictures should 100% be that staff member's face. Because if people are going, if we're letting our staff have accounts so that a new client can do their research and say, okay, okay, okay um, Kate's got an availability, they will check her out on Instagram and how reassuring is it when you're like, I know what Kate looks like, instead of having no idea who Kate is and if she's experienced and if you like their hair. So really, really important. And it's a great activity to do with your staff, you know, to do a little brand shoot where you're, you know, building their portfolio and and taking it serious about your profession and, and taking a nice shot. You don't have to do fancy, fancy, very expensive photo shoots if you don't want. You can do that. But you can also do this, a lot of this on a phone um, once you know the right tools and ways to shoot content. So definitely um, it is in the palm of your hands and something you can do at a low cost as well. So, yeah, just recapping the five mistakes I see and how you can change them. I'll just recap them now for you guys. So not having your location in your name, and I've told you guys how you can add that into your name, the bold part, when you edit your profile. Um, you haven't included the hair specialty or you're, you're posting too much different work. It's not niched down enough. You might have your phone number in the bio, which is kind of wasting space and not really adding um, much to your attracting um, clients. Um, you're not utilizing the pinned post feature or haven't created assets like I talked about for those pinned posts about us, salon tour, my best work. And finally, the fifth one, your profile logo is not something engaging where it's going to grab um, people's attention and stand out from your competition as well. So yeah, that's my five um, tips for you guys to, you know, really optimize and tweak your profile to make sure that, you know, we don't have consumers saying, I don't like the look of their, their posts. Um, we want them to be going, wow, that looks amazing, amazing space, amazing work. I'm going to book in there. So I think those little tips are definitely going to help you guys achieve that. Um, if you need any more um, help on setting that up, I'm more than happy to work with anyone and help anyone out. Easiest way is probably direct messaging me on Instagram, but I also obviously can um, available on email as well. So whatever works best for you. So, so that yeah. was um, that was amazing, Ash. And I've just written, um, you know, like an essay of notes. Right. Um, because, uh, you know, like I'm someone, obviously I follow so many pages and, and exactly as you said, I can see some really great ones out there and some others that desperately I can tell need some of your assistance. Um, so thank you for coming on and for anyone who would like to send Ashley a message. So her page is social coach Ash, A-S-H. And, um, and if 
we are posting. If you're seeing this video, well, then we'll make sure that the link to Ashley is also in there as well. But if you're listening to a podcast, then it's Social Coach Ash is um, is her Instagram page where you'll be able to DM, DM Ash directly anyway and ask for more assistance and some more tips. We'll definitely have to get you back because those five tips, which were just about that whole, you know, introduction to your page, that was amazing. So thank you so much for your time, Ash. That was fantastic. My pleasure, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me on board and um, I hope I can help some of your amazing members with these tips. Yeah, thank you.